Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tipsy Ghost, where your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey guys. Hi. I don't know if you guys knew this, but I have recently inherited $500 million. Oh. Did a Nigerian prince email you again? Yes, four times this month. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just had to share it. I love that for, for you <laughs> and for us, because you're going to share the money with us. Right? I will, because If you had $55 million, dollars, how much would you give us? Um, at least one. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'll have you know that one of the physicians told me he would give me five to ten million dollars if he won the lottery. So that was offensive. It was a joke. You know, I don't have one million dollars, so I would take it. Yeah. I mean if you pay the gift tax for me. Mm. Oh, I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. What's the percentage? Mm, I wanna say thirty, but I could be complete maybe fourteen. I don't know. Gave it to you in payments. (laughs) Honestly, if you could just pay off my debts and then give me like cash here and there so she can buy the haunted house yeah for all of us i can buy it you can give us each a million but then you've got to buy the haunted house okay i can do that okay you can have more than a million too (gasps) yes blessings praise be i don't really know what i'm gonna do with all that money um according to richard wall dick wall dick wall he sent me an email twice he has recently won the $533 million in Mega Millions lottery jackpot. That's who won it. It I, wasn't me. I don't know if you know. I bet we could fact check that <laughs> real quick, Dick. Uh, <laughs> Not the quick Dick. That's, fun fact, that's also his nickname from high school. <laughs> that's what the girls call him. But um, t- I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, quick dick. He um, <laughs> is donating to five random individuals. If you get this email, then your email was selected after Spinball. Oh, I love that for us in our email. <laughs> I won via Spinball. Well, I don't. Do you play Spinball? I didn't realize I did, but <laughs> apparently you do. Maybe it's those times I was putting our names in the wheel on my phone and he got my information. Oh, yeah. Spinball. Yeah, that kind of spinball. Anyways, I got a donation code from him, so we could totally check that one if you want to. I love that. Okay. Um, Not as good as being a princess in Nigeria, but okay. I didn't didn't get any princess ones. These are very random. This one says, uh, Dear Beloved. Aw, that's sweet. I'm just going to read a few sentences from this one. My name is Mrs. Renka Mandic. (laughs) Mandic. (laughs) Come again? Oh, Mandic, come again. Come again, Mandic. I think she's related to Dickwall. <laughs> Dickwall, Mandic. Mm-hmm. Come again. She says, a dying woman who has decided to donate my life entitlement to you slash church. You and church. What church? <laughs> Just church. Just the <laughs> church. <laughs> For humanity services. I was diagnosed with cancer two years ago. Immediately after the death of my husband, who left me everything he worked for, I'm living in pain and fighting effortlessly. Oh, that makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) It is effortless. I love that for her. Fight against cancer. I'm fighting effortlessly. I feel like a lot of cancer patients would beg to differ with that, but okay. Absolutely. I don't think that's the word she was looking for. I don't but think it was. I don't with think a lot of effort <laughs> is what she meant. I don't think the word means what she thinks it means. Effortful. It is an effortful. The source did her wrong in this one. I'm not sure what she was trying to do. Um, but she's fighting effortlessly to live a normal life. <laughs> okay. But all to no avail. Oh, well. She can't live a normal life. <laughs> to no avail. Boydston, to no avail. <laughs> 
I am doing this because I have few months to live as a human. Oh, what's then- next? <laughs> what is next? Is it a skinwalker? Alien. It's an alien. It's confirmed that they exist. This is what happens when we die. After her human life starts her alien life. Oh, my cheeks hurt. <laughs> Uh, okay, so she's only got a few months as a human. Um, I therefore need a reliable fellow to champion my course. We are not a fellow. That sounds like a pickup line. Nor are we jolly good. Will you champion my course? <laughs> By receiving my funds. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> and investing it in a private business mm. and donating 30% of profit generated to the less privileged. I'll show you a private business. <laughs> I'm so confused by her offer. (laughs) It's it's really hard to get. There's a point, I think. Okay, I haven't haven't heard it yet. I haven't either. Um, Here we go. If you're not into any business, (laughs) you can receive the funds as my next of kin and assist me in distributing it to the less privileged. Provided you will be honest and sincere with me. Don't forget about church. (laughs) I am church. (laughs) (laughs) I will distribute it to the church. Church of Sarah. (laughs) The church of Sarah. I go there. We are the unprivileged, underprivileged, what did she say? Less privileged. We are the less privileged. No D. No D. Just privileged. (laughs) Less privileged. No D. But she says, do not bother responding if you are not honest or sincere. <laughs> You've got to be honest and sincere. Oh, boy. I will admit my intentions with this money are not sincere. <laughs> <laughs> I am also not church, but I can be. <laughs> I'll be whatever you want me to be <laughs> for $55 private business. Um, If you're interested, kindly reply to me for further details on the amount involved and how to go about it. Kinds regards. <laughs> multiple kinds Almost there. of regards <laughs> regards are kinds kinds of regards <laughs> so many kinds of regards yeah you know Is i'm not sure else? there are several others let me see I'll just see if i can pick another one i liked that one okay here we go attention yes my name is mr mark obina a computer scientist central bank of nigeria i'm 30 years old I just started to work with CBN, and I came across your payment file, which was marked X, and your released disc painted red. Who released your red disc? (laughs) Do people still use discs? It's 2023, sir. That sounds... It's funny, because I just watched that Ashley Madison documentary (laughs) about all the leaked... You know, information and pictures. Mm-hmm. So to release your red disc just sounds. Maybe that's what he was trying to like imply that. There, yeah, I don't know what he was saying. But he, I, I took time to study it. And I found out that you have paid virtually all fees and certificate to receive your payment. But the fund has not been released to you. What payments are we making? I don't know. That was the longest run-on sentence. I'm so confused. The most annoying thing is that they cannot tell you the truths that on no account will they ever release this fund to you. Not the truths. <laughs> Instead, they let you spend money unnecessarily. Yes. Also, who who is he talking about? I have no idea. Who's still. they? 
I do not intend to work in this ministry all the days of my life, as I can release the fund to you if you certify me of my security. Okay. Okay. And how I can run away from this Nigeria. This Nigeria. If I do this. That Nigeria. Oh, he wants us to help him run away from his country. Because if after doing this and did not run away from this country... I will be seriously in trouble and my life will be in danger. We've got to save him. We need it's to up save to me. him. Please, this is like a mafia setting in Nigeria. Oh. Whoa. Okay. You may not understand it because you're not Nigerian. It, he says that? <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, that's right. You don't get it. Okay. The only thing I will need to release this fund is special hard disk in all caps. He needs a hard, hard disk. disk. <laughs> People haven't used hard disks in years, sir. It's usually just floppy disks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even make that connection, but yes. He probably is the floppy one, I think. <laughs> and he's like, I can't have a floppy. I need a hard one. Times are changing. What's All happening? disks need to be hard. <laughs> um, I will buy two of it. Recopy your information. Destroy the previous one and punch the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Punch the computer? <laughs> Sir, what did the computer do to you? That's how he's going to destroy it. It's still on the disk. <laughs> Destroying the computer does not get rid of the information. Does he know what the internet is? <laughs> <laughs> no, if it's on the computer, then it's nowhere else. And he can just punch it and it's gone. Oh, <laughs> sir. You don't know what our government is capable of doing to punch computers. <laughs> Minor flesh wound. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> He's going to punch the computer to enable fund reflect into your bank account within 24 banking hours. Upon confirmation of the hard disk, I will clean up Tracer and destroy your file, after which I will run away from Nigeria to meet with you. I don't want to meet him. No, thank you. So I just picture it like this guy just running, physically running from a land. Yes. From land. From a land. To me. <laughs> Into my arms. <laughs> Is he going to run across the ocean? <laughs> um, if you have read and satisfy with my information, do get back to me immediately with your full details. Endeavor to send your private telephone number for easy communications. Who is somebody you hate and send their phone number? Also, I still am not understanding I don't what understand. he was trying to get from me. I'm so confused by that entire email. <laughs> I don't know, but if I don't get it, he's going to punch my computer. <laughs> don't it's let him punch his computer. computer. Is it his? <laughs> he's going to punch his own computer. Oh, well, you can go ahead and do that. That's just unfortunate for him. <laughs> it would probably hurt his hand. I don't know. He's I'm tough. concerned about him. No, I think he's you're tough. right, because he has like the early 2000s, the big monitors. Mm -hmm. Those of, things oh, were had glass in Actual them. glass. Thick. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, so... I know we're coming into money soon. By we, I mean you and all of us. Mm -hmm. um, and so before we do that, yeah, do you have a story? I do. I'm talking to you guys about a true, true crime. crime. Thank you. Tell me a story. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys the story about Nanny Doss, a.k.a. the giggling granny. Giggling? Mm -hmm. Was she an evil giggler? She turns out she was an evil giggler. I need to hear what an evil giggle sounds like. Okay, yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a mix between dolphin, witch, and a grandma. I hey, enjoyed it. This sounds pretty close. What's your attempt? Oh, no. No, you need to do it because we're all going to do it. Please do it first. 
You sound like you have a secret. <laughs> I, do. I do. It's that I'm evil. <laughs> I like Did the. You keep your eyes closed? <laughs> so I couldn't see you guys staring at me. <laughs> Enjoyed it. Well, listen to the story and then tell me how you think she may have giggled okay. at the end. Nanny was born November 4th, 1905, in Blue Mountain, Alabama. Her real name was Nancy but she always went by nanny. She grew up in an abusive household with her mother, father, and four siblings. Her father, James, was the abuser and was extremely controlling. He wouldn't let the children go to school and force them to work on the family family farm. Growing up, one of her favorite things to do was to read her mother's romance magazines. She read her Cosmos. She did. But she really liked the Lonely Hearts column in particular. Aww. What's the 1905, 1920s version of Cosmo? I could not tell you. I don't know. How long's Cosmo been around? <laughs> Ankles Anonymous. Ooh. I like it. Maybe they show a knee. Oh, no. Kneecaps and ankles? <laughs> Kneecaps would be X-rated, okay? Oh, my bad. Her father wouldn't let her or her sisters wear makeup or quote-unquote attractive clothing. Whatever that means. I'm guessing ankles and knees. Anything tight? Elbows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without the toes. Only the fingertips. <laughs> I kind of stoned like a sleeve. <laughs> Why are you saying it in a creepy voice like that? <laughs> it's like it just because you're the little creepy fingers hanging High out. High neck collars. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, he thought this would help prevent them from being molested by men. Oh, yeah, because it's what they wear. Exactly. That is the reason. Right, it's their fault. Mm -hmm. He would also not allow them to go to dances or any other social events. When she was nine years old, she and her family took a train visit to, took a train to visit family. According to Nanny, the train stopped suddenly, causing her to fly forward and hit her head on the metal bar on the seat in front of her. Oh, no, Nanny. Sue, she suffered from headaches, blackouts, and depression for years after, and she later in life blamed some of her mental instability on this accident. She probably had a TBI. Lizzie, what do they say about um, people who murder or people who kill that also have head injuries? There is a correlation between head injuries and changes in personality, such as being more violent and aggressive. Okay. She was first married at 16 years old to a guy named Charlie Braggs after only four months of dating. They worked together at the local linen factory. And surprisingly, her father didn't just approve of their marriage, but he actually encouraged it. Um, I'm not sure why he was so hip on Charlie, but he was. Charlie's mother was a single mother and insisted on living with Charlie and Nanny even after they became a married couple. This was a problem for Nanny because his mother was very, very controlling and kind of just got in the middle of their marriage constantly. Charlie and Nanny ended up having four daughters together between the years of 1923 and 1927. Nanny was pretty stressed out during this time. I mean, kind of understandably so. But she did start drinking pretty heavily and also smoking regularly. Uh, Both Nanny and Charlie started accusing each other of infidelity and things were just pretty rough around this time. In 1927, they lost their two middle middle girls to suspected food poisoning. Oh, gosh. Right. And so 
when I was listening to the story, they were like, okay, it's the twenties. It's not like the 1800s when, you know, children would die very, very often. And it was suspicious that the two girls died Mm -hmm. together, basically. Mm -hmm. So people were kind of picking up already. At least Charlie was. Charlie thought things were kind of suspicious also. And he assumed that she had poisoned their food. Okay. And not just the girl's food, but he said that she also would poison his food and the youngest daughter's food too, whenever she was in a bad mood. Like it had happened several times. Oh, like she had a history of poisoning their food. She was poisoning, but th- this was the first time, obviously, anybody died. died. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Charlie had his suspicions, and this kind of confirmed it in his mind. So he decided to take their oldest daughter, Melvina, and they fled. They left the youngest daughter, though, Florine, with Nanny. Why? I don't know. I don't like that. Yeah. Charlie's mother also suspiciously died shortly after. Wait, so he left his mother too? He left his mom. (laughs) And then she died with Nanny. (laughs) Aw, without her son. He thinks that his wife is poisoning them and he takes his oldest daughter and leaves his mom and his youngest. Yep. I wonder if he even warned her, like, hey, Ma, don't eat the food that Nanny cooks. Okay, bye. See ya. Love no, ya. I guess I'm not. <laughs> He's probably like, hey, her food's amazing, don't you think? Oh, <laughs> oh that's Charlie. Up. Eventually, Charlie and Nanny divorced. It's a good idea. I mean, he, he fled. <laughs> but she got full custody of Melvina and Florine, her daughters. So the three of them would soon move in with Nanny's mother. All right. 1929, Nanny met a man named, how is it? tongue twister nanny met a man wow nanny, Say that nanny, man. Fast. nanny met a manny <laughs> yeah manny named bob robert franklin harrelson through the lonely hearts column in the paper she Adorable. likes that column is it no <laughs> they had a very romantic relationship in the beginning you know the honeymoon stage and they would exchange gifts and love letters they were married within a year but shortly after they were married she learned that robert was an alcoholic and also had a criminal record. Didn't learn this before? No. Okay. <laughs> this didn't bother her too much, though, because they actually ended up being married for 16 years. And she had killed two of her kids, so <laughs> the criminal record didn't face her. I know, right? So 1943, Melvina, the yes. daughter, she's grown up now, and okay. she has now given birth to a baby boy named Robert Lee Haynes. So two years later, she had another baby. But sadly, the baby passed away shortly after birth, and... Immediately after the second baby was born, Melvina was still kind of groggy from just giving birth and or medications that were given during birth. So she was not sure if she was just confused and seeing things, but she swore that she saw her mom, Nanny, stick a hat pin directly into the top of the baby's head. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Right. So when she asked her, she meaning Melvina, when Melvina asked her husband and sister what happened to the baby... They said Nanny had told him that the baby was dead. So she was the one who claimed that this happened. Nobody knows what happened. But they noticed that Nanny at the time was holding a pin. I hate Nanny. The doctors could not definitively say what happened and why the baby died. Melvina and her husband eventually drifted apart, likely over the grief of a a child lost. Um, And Melvina began dating a soldier 
Nanny didn't like this man, which caused a pretty nasty fight between Nanny and Melvina. Shortly after the fight, Melvina left to go visit her father, and she ended up leaving her son, Robert, in Nanny's care. Why, Melvina, why? I don't know. But on July 7th, 1945, Robert died during the time that he was with Nanny under mysterious circumstances. Officially, they said he died of asphyxia from unknown causes. And two months later, Nanny collected $500 worth of life insurance that she had taken out on little Robert. Hmm. Okay. The worst. Why would she take out the life insurance policy? I'm not sure how she even got that. Yeah. But maybe she said she, maybe she said she was like sole provider. I'm not really sure. It's weird, especially if the mother and father are both still alive. But also, why are we not seeing a pattern here? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you thought your mom might have killed your baby. Why would you even sus- like want to leave your child? Both of your children. Poor Melvina. All right. Well, sadly, the story doesn't get better. So just hang in there. In 1945, Nanny's husband, Robert, sexually assaulted her. And the next day, she put rat poison in his whiskey and he died later that night. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Nanny met her third husband, Arlie Lanning, while traveling through Lexington, North Carolina. They married three days after their first meeting. Oh, wow. Okay, Nanny. (laughs) Love at first sight. She's a hopeless romantic. He was also described as an alcoholic and a womanizer. Um, This one was a little different, though, because she was the one that would leave for like months at a time. But when she came home, she would oddly act like nothing was wrong and just be like a little housewife taking care of him for a few days and then leave for a couple of months. But one time when she was back, he died of heart failure. Okay. I'm air quoting because that's what they think happened. But in his will, he left his home to his sister, not to Nanny. Oh. Mm -hmm. But in a nobody could see this coming chain of events. Did the sister die mysteriously? Oh, that's a good guess. But the house burnt down. Oh. Yeah. So (laughs) the insurance money on the house went to Nanny. She's a smart one. Mm. It's really weird how that happened. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just crazy. Shortly after this, Arlie's mother died in her sleep. Mm. I wonder what happened. I don't know. It's so many weird coincidences around Nanny. After that. It is amazing that she is surviving all these deaths around her. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. So shortly after this, though, she, she... skip town she left and got out of there real quick she had bad memory she had to leave for her own mental health yeah i bet somebody was on to her so she moved in with her sister who was bedridden and i don't know how but shortly after she arrived her sister also died man nanny grim reaper is just following you better run fast nanny's the worst nanny was on the prowl (laughs) for yet another husband she needs another husband right (laughs) she needs another victim shall we say Seriously. So she joined a dating service. Oh, they had those back then. In the 50s, yes. Okay. This was geared towards um, older older people. Okay. This is where she met Richard L. Morton. The two got married in 1952 in Emporia, Kansas. Okay. He was also described as a womanizer, womanizer and began spending his nights with other women. This didn't go over very good. And during this time... Randomly, Nanny's mother, Louisa, had come to live with the couple. But unfortunately, nobody was safe, not even her own mother. And Nanny poisoned Louisa in January of 1953. Well, three months later, Richard died too. Richard. 
hard. Poor Dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's, had, she's had a lot of death, these people. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing she's still alive at I this know. point. So now June of 1953, Nanny married again. Oh my gosh. Number four? <laughs> um, number five. I think it's five. Okay. Married Samuel Doss from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he was a minister who had sadly lost his family to a tornado. Ah. Poor guy. Well, he didn't approve of all these romance novels that Nanny liked to read. So this caused some arguments. And three months into their marriage, he was admitted to the hospital with flu-like symptoms. (gasps) No. He was diagnosed with severe digestive tract infection and was released from the hospital on October 5th. He died October 12th. They must have released him too soon. He was so sick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So shortly after his death, Nanny rushed to collect the two life insurance policies that she had taken out on him as well. Man, she has got some motive. (laughs) Obviously, this kind of raised some red flags, mostly with the doctors. (laughs) It's just not raising the red flags. (laughs) They're finally catching on. They were raised like three husbands ago, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody could keep up with her. She was moving around everywhere. Uh, But I think it was the doctors who finally, well, when they discharged him and heard that he had died a week later... They thought, hmm, this That's is suspicious, um, which led to an autopsy, and this showed huge amounts of arsenic in his system. Finally. So this led to Nanny's arrest. We finally got an Here autopsy. <laughs> yes, right? After she was arrested, she confessed to killing four of her husbands. The only one that didn't die was Charlie. He got away, the first one. Her mother, her sister, her grandson, and her mother-in-law. The state of Oklahoma centered the case, though, around Samuel Doss, the man who lost his family with the tornado. Yeah. She pled guilty on May 17th, 1955, and was sentenced to life in prison. There was no death penalty for her because she was female. Mm. Okay. She was never charged with any of the other deaths, and Nanny died of leukemia at the Oklahoma State Penitentiary in 1965 and is buried at Oak Hill Memorial Park. So she was called the giggling granny because every time people would interview her like detectives, um, she would tell the story of how she killed her husbands and she would just laugh and cackle the whole time. I was wondering why she's called the giggling (laughs) the entire time. I'm like, where's the giggling? I know. I did the same thing. I'm like, but they don't say anything about why she giggled. So I had to look it up. That's why I can't believe I hadn't really heard about her, her before, but I have found her, of course, through TikTok. And there's this account that does AI generated um, like voiceovers mm-hmm. with people from the past and her face came up and it was like her talking, telling all of her crimes and they had her giggling and stuff on there. Super creepy. That sounds creepy. <laughs> it was. I'll have to find it and send it to you. Anyhow, that is the story of Nanny Doss. She's awful. She sounds terrible. She was. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in this week to our true crime. You can always find us at thetipsyghost.com with our socials linked from there or send us an email at thetipsyghost at gmail.com. Please give us a five-star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it, and it really does help. All right, guys, thanks so much. We'll catch you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.